Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey Southwest Live for January 10th, 2021. Tonight's scheduled guest is ASU State Press beat reporter Avery Klatsky. Behind the Mask College Hockey Southwest Live is brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Experience Verizon's 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business. Verizon Wireless 5G built right. By Bell Ford. See our award-winning dealership at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix or go to bellford.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv and watch the best in college hockey all season long. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com and gear up for the new season on ice or in line. Cold beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations, two in California, your home for sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers. Roger Klein's Canteon Tequila. For the best margaritas and more, go to MexicanMoonshine.com to see how to get your bottle today. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, under the bright lights of Las Vegas. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in and pick up any of our award-winning sauces on your way home at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Caesars Entertainment Resorts. Anywhere you want to go, you can bet there's a Caesars Resort in the center of the action. Burrito Express, the East Valley's home of the always available breakfast burrito. Go to burritoexpress.com for the location near you. And by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. ASU alumni owned and operated. College Hockey Southwest Live. Presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans that may be listening to us anywhere on the Podbean app. Live, as always, Sunday night, 7.30 p.m. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. And Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, if you're wondering where I was for the first 15 seconds or so, I got a little carried away because uh, our friend Angel over at Burrito Express just announced free burritos tomorrow between 8 and 11 at the Scottsdale store. And I was busy retweeting it, trying to get him to 1,000 followers. And I got tied up right into the open of the show. So my apologies, everybody. But... Hey, it's for free burritos. Yeah, well, listen, I'm all for free burritos. It, um, you know, it's uh, I. <laughs> you, you, okay. I I'm say it. Because, You're on Long Island, and you can't yeah, get I, the free I, I, yeah, I, I, they, I don't think they deliver this far, but I'm hoping. <laughs> Postmates across the country. Um, this is why we need teleportation, people. This is why we need teleportation. So I Absolutely. Get burritos. Okay, it's Sunday night. We're talking college really? hockey because, as, because as always. You wouldn't have been, when you listen to the intro of this, you'll see you you'll thought it was Tuesday night. Oh, is that did I play the wrong intro? <laughs> no, you played the right intro. When you came on, you said the wrong show. Oh, oh my. <laughs> See, the burritos got to me. I'm telling you. I saw Angel's tweet. I was going like, I got to get this out there. I got to tell people. And I was busy tweeting. All of a sudden, I look. I go, it's 730, and I'm not ready. <laughs> a little wow. panic-stricken on my end. But, hey, panic-stricken is okay if the Sun Devils win 5-3 over Notre Dame, right? 
Uh, yeah, pretty happy about that. There's a lot to, to break down about the, the weekend and, and today's game. Uh, well, you know, when we break it down tonight, though, Paul, we've got a special guest. We've got Avery Klasky okay. from the State Press with us. And uh, when Avery comes on, he's going to tell us all about the numbers game, right? Because uh, the guy puts out some fantastic stats. He does a great job. I keep forgetting he's just a student and he's only a sophomore. So uh, we got to give him a little bit of a break. But he puts me to shame sometimes in the stuff that he does. He even caught our own Zach Bondurant today spelling his last name wrong on the graphic. So uh, Avery's up on it. Uh, don't try to slip anything by him. He'll get it done. Yeah. Um, I. Well, you know what it is? Zach's just way too excited about going to Vegas next week. That's what it is. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Zach, I, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's starting it's, Zach, either I have your back or uh, I'm going to spend enough time uh, raking you over the coals for go for not going if you don't go. So, okay, so you know, so let, let me quickly throw that in there as long as you brought that up because. Uh, we have got a fantastic Saturday now through Wednesday planned for everybody that listens to our podcast, especially if you're in Vegas, but you can listen to us anywhere in the world and get it. Uh, we are going to try a little Instagram TV live or whatever they call that newfangled thing on Saturday night. While we're sitting in the Circa Lounge podcast booth overlooking the three-story sports book and watching the Vegas Golden Knights and I believe the Anaheim uh, Ducks play hockey, we're going to be situated in there, uh, taking care of things. Our good friend Derek Stevens over at the uh, the D, the Golden Gate, the Circa, you name it. If it's downtown Las Vegas, it's Derek Stevens. And uh, he has invited us into the podcast booth to do that Saturday night. So we are thrilled to that. Uh, check out our Instagram account at IceTimeSW. And then, of course, Sunday through Wednesday, all of our podcasts will be live from that beautiful bar, Canada. You'll be able to come right up and touch us almost. We're sitting right smack in the center of the bar. Uh, okay. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'm sure for this TV thing, people are going to say you guys are wearing masks, right? So we don't have to see your faces. But, um, okay. I, 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 okay. I don't even, um, why people would want to do that, I don't know. <laughs> I do. They love hockey and they love the way we talk about it and describe it. As you see on my tweets, yeah, I Paul, I say yeah, I still don't know why they want to touch us though. Okay, I say what <laughs> I say watch the games and and get all the action as you watch it and then listen to us Sunday night for the reaction. That's what our job is, to provide reaction to what we saw. We're gonna get to the Sun Devils in just a minute. I, I want no, to No, no, here's the question. Yeah. Are on this Saturday night TV thing. Mm -hmm. Are we talking about everything or just? We are talking. The quad, nope. We're talking the quad pod of hockey. We got two hours to, uh, to get in and out while we're watching the game. So we'll take a couple of breaks. We'll find out what's going on with the golden Knights. Then we'll talk a little college hockey. Uh, we do have some great guests coming in. I'm going to tell you, I know of two of them right now. Darren Banks, the former NHLer, is going to join us. Uh, one night, either Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. I'm not sure what night it's going to be, but Darren's going to be there as it fits his schedule. On Wednesday night, we're bringing in the assistant coach of UNLV Hockey, Nick Raboni, to uh, visit with us. So it's going to be a lot of fun. i got another two guests lined up that uh, we're just waiting for confirmation uh, from, and uh, we're going to have some fun. Um, yeah, I won't be there for Wednesday night, though. 
Yeah, you won't be, but I but Stephen Stephen and I will be unless you just have so much fun in that stadium swim, you don't go back. Uh, yeah, I wish I could do that. <laughs> Your kids wouldn't be they wouldn't go for that. <laughs> well, they would go for it if they didn't have to spend all that time looking after the dog. But uh, <laughs> right, you know. So. I well tell them that work call. This is strictly a business trip. Yeah, well, it is, but. <laughs> Nick's just gonna. Have uh, if to anybody believes, show without me. if anybody believes that uh, it's not a strictly business trip, we're gonna enjoy the stadium swim pool. We're gonna have a lot of fun up in Vegas. I'm not getting out of it. I, I know our friends, our friends at the D are gonna take really good care of us. Paul, I will tell you though, bring some earplugs because uh, Fremont Street does get kind of noisy uh, anywhere you're at. So uh, you're bring kidding, some earplugs right? just in case you want to sleep. Just in case you're you want to sleep, right? just bring no, just bring some earplugs. <laughs> okay. Now, first of all, uh, I grew up with noise at night. You ever, you, you, you've seen the movie My Cousin Vinny, right? Oh, yes. Yes. It's not a, the night he spends in jail because he wants to get some sleep. That's not a complete exaggeration. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's go with that. Okay. As I told you uh, pre-show, let's start with Air Force. we got about five minutes before we bring our friend Avery on. Uh, so let's talk about Air Force because nobody has had a tougher road uh, to hoe, I don't think. Uh, certainly not in the teams we cover than Air Force. But No, they struggled. Uh, they, uh, you know, they're, they're, and and they're... on and off, right? They, they haven't been able to practice and play regular games, and they've been across the country, and things have been canceled here and canceled there. Yep. So, so what happened to them this week? How, how's it been? I know they've been on the East Coast all week, right? Yeah, you know, they just – you know they they just have trouble scoring and um, it's it's you know he's got coach Saratori's got a young team and and you know they they don't have that first half of the season like they normally do to get their stuff together and as Air Force normally does and you know right now they're struggling you know they, there's really no other way to put it to be honest. Um, and, and he'll tell you, you know, uh, they're having trouble scoring. You know, they, they were they were up, they were leading Niagara for a while on 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 Friday afternoon, but you know they couldn't. You know, they just they, they can't score. They can't build. You know, they got the lead and couldn't build on it. Um, and they're just uh, their situation is just so much different than ASU's. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in terms and, and, of being but, on the road so much. Well, and what Frank said, he he's really, and I believe him wholeheartedly on this. He said he's trying to get thirteen games played first, yeah, no. and then he'll worry about the win loss record. But okay, yeah. we'll get back to that in just a minute. Let's take one quick break and let's come okay. back and uh, bring on our special guest Avery Klatsky from the uh, Arizona State University State Press in about two minutes. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Really 
JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? Uh, folks, I know this is podcast and you can't see that, but my my friends at M Drive, what a great ad with uh, Jeremy Ronick for M Drive Start their new formula, and uh, we're so thrilled to have them on as partners as well. We're back, College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy joining me from Scottsdale, Arizona, and my co-host as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. Paul, we haven't had this guy on in a while, but we see his work all the time. We're gra- glad to bring on the uh, ASU student, Avery Klatsky. Avery, do I have to spell your last name for you, or do you believe me that I know how to spell it? It's just Zach. I can't do it right. <laughs> I, uh, I think, I think you, I think you could, uh, you could get it down pretty well. So it's okay. No worries. It, uh, sometimes people use a C, but uh, it's all good. It, it happens. But yeah, I'm always uh, very grateful to talk with you guys and. Uh, I get to say, pop in and say hello. So thank you. Hey, Avery. Uh, hold on a I, I want to ask how he had time to notice the misspelling since he was digging his way out of the snow today. <laughs> well, actually, I uh, I'm not in <clears throat> I'm in Arizona actually, so I came back. Oh, you're not in Dallas. I'm not, but all my friends back home and I have some family that lives down in Austin, and they were all going berserk when a half an inch fell. So they're all excited, but yeah. Well, Avery, for people that don't see your work, shame on them, first of all, because you do an excellent job. I, I love seeing your stats. I love that you keep us all up to date on things almost instantaneously after the games are over with. Um, so let's start right there. The first thing you're going to do is give us a shout-out uh, for what you do at uh, State Press and how excited you are to be the guy covering uh, Sun Devil Hockey, even though they're on the road, all 28 games of this season. Oh, well, uh, well, thank you. I, I've, I've enjoyed it this year. I mean, obviously, it's unfortunate that we don't have the pleasure of seeing them in person at all. But, um, you know, I think this year has been pretty good. I, I've enjoyed watching most of the games, even if it's from a computer screen. You know, it's, it's, it's better than nothing, of course, and there's a lot of programs uh, that aren't even playing or have had their seasons get postponed or canceled. Unfortunately, that hasn't happened for ASU, so we've been able to sort of enjoy the, uh, the effects of that. But I think the season's gone, you know, as someone who covers the team, I've, I've enjoyed covering the team. I wouldn't say that they've done super great so far, of course, but uh, as, you know, from an objective point of view of just being able to enjoy the fact that there's college hockey that you can actually report on, uh, I'm glad. I'm excited that it's back. So I'm going to quickly uh, follow that up. This- Hold on a second, Paul. i got to quickly follow that up by saying uh, I certainly miss seeing you in person hanging around the rink, and uh, I'm sure you miss as much as I do uh, interacting with the players because this group of guys is, is special. I mean, we've seen a special group every year, but there's something about these guys with Johnny Walker and, 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 and Copperud and all the guys right down the list that are they're having fantastic performances. So I'm sure you miss – the one-on-one interaction as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I haven't done any interviews on Zoom. The last one I did was back over the summer. I was talking with Vito, but he was back in Latvia, so Zoom was sort of appropriate uh, at the time. But, you know, everything that's gone on this semester so far has been via telephone or by Zoom if it's a scheduled media availability call, which 
is it's a happy medium between having nothing and, and being in person. So for the time being, it's, it's of course satisfactory and very grateful and happy that we can actually do that and enjoy that and have the, uh, the technology to the point where it helps us do our jobs better. So I, I do miss obviously being in person because it's sort of an either from a media perspective or from a fan perspective, it's just something that you can't really replicate. And it's really difficult to sort of get that full experience uh, from a television screen compared to being at a stadium or a rink. So it's, um, it's, it's better than nothing, but it's, uh, I'll take what I can get, I guess. I'm, so I'm assuming you guys would agree. So. Oh yeah. There's, there's no question. I mean, listen, I mean, uh, when you're seeing games rescheduled and canceled every day, uh, that's kind of the first thing you do, right. Is just to see if ASU is actually playing on that day that they're scheduled to play. Right. Absolutely. And so uh, this is something that some other ASU programs, as I'm sure you know, have, have struggled with over the past couple of weeks or a couple of months. Yeah. Some of my colleagues at State Press have been doing some fantastic work on uncovering those those games, whether that be with, I think, women's volleyball has had to cancel some stuff. I know women's basketball, I think, has men's basketball, as I'm sure you know, obviously has had to postpone their games for the past couple of weeks. Football was the big news back uh, at the end of 2020. So it's it's unfortunate that you know, we, we are still living in a pandemic, of course. I, I know that everyone says that, oh, it's a crazy time, but it is. And it's obviously unfortunate. But, um, you know, when, when you are able to watch those games and enjoy them, even though there's no fans and the environment it may not be um, picture perfect or ideal, it's, it's still it's still good to know that you can enjoy that and tune into that every week. Yeah. So I know Scott loves this stuff. So I'm going to I'm, I'm going to steal this question. <laughs> These charts and graphs that you make every day, where did that come from and where did that idea come from and, and, and how did that in, and uh, just how did you decide what goes on those charts? Great question. At the beginning, I had no clue. So I, um, I, I am a business major, so I sort of have that, I don't want to say background, but there was a couple classes that you would take in the business school that are about Excel and sort of learning how to show and interpret data. So fortunately, I, I took those, I guess, I took one the first semester of my freshman year, so last fall, uh, and really enjoyed it and thought that it was sort of, it was a way to provide unique coverage that I don't think was expanded upon before. A lot of people I know, either in Cronkite or, or elsewhere, like to sort of talk about the player chemistry a lot and do a lot of feature pieces, which are great. You know, don't get me wrong, those are fantastic pieces that drive content and is great to share with pub the public. But I also think that I didn't, I thought that it was sort of an area of, of the team or the game that I could touch on that no one else did. So when I look at the statistics and everything, I'm able to sort of show a story. And I, I know the numbers obviously don't tell the whole story most of the time, but I'm able to show in some respect, uh, even in a minor regard, uh, the game in a different way that a lot of people either may not have thought or didn't, didn't think about or didn't really consider. So for me, it's sort of fulfilling to be able to know that I can put some time into interpreting that data and, and making something of it and saying, okay, this is showing me X, this is showing me Y, here might be the case for that, here might be Y. So I, I'm enjoying being able to do that and sort of show the team's progress this season in a different way than you may wouldn't find uh, if I wasn't covering the team or if, if uh, it wasn't being done anyway to begin with. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Avery. And uh, and Paul said that I love those things more than he does, but that's not true. He loves the numbers. He loves to know who's on the 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 the, 
percentages on the penalty kill and the power play. So so don't let him pull that one on by. He's looking at your stuff just as much as I am. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well. so, so, so speaking of numbers uh, and pictures and unbelievable things, about uh, less than a week ago, Johnny Walker pulled off the lacrosse-style goal. And uh, I want to know what you were thinking when he did that because – it, I'm sure you've seen it as many times as I have at Tuesday practices. He does that quite frequently. Might have the best hands in college hockey. We certainly know he's one of the best goal scorers. But what did you think about that at full speed and then as you slowed it down and looked at it? I mean, that, that goal was pretty impressive, aside from the fact that I think it was if it, not his first game back, right? I mean, the, it was a really impressive move to begin with. I think something that, I guess, I, something that maybe didn't, I don't want to say went unnoticed, but something certainly to mention is the fact that he was able to settle the puck down and it was moving. So it's not like he was sitting behind the net and gain control of the puck and then pull the move off. He was able to go behind the net, gain control of the puck, and then actually complete the move itself, which I think is, is really unbelievable and, and quite impressive. I remember in a game last year, I forgot which team they were playing. I think it was RIT, but I could be incorrect on that that he tried to pull the move off, and it almost worked, but yeah. I think the goalie either got a glove on it or he hit the post. And seeing that in person, I, that would have been pretty cool. But I, when I saw it with my own eyes at the rink, I was like, uh, what, 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 what's going on? What happened? But to see it on the computer screen, again, to sort of touch <laughs> on the earlier point, it may not be as great, but it's still knowing that it happened and you can replay it and see it on Center and everything. It's awesome. It's really cool. So it's very impressive. And he, Johnny's a great hockey player he's got a, a lot of talent and he's a, he's a good person so it's uh, it's good to see some goals like that happen because it makes the game interesting okay i need to throw two quick things in paul and then you can jump in on it uh, right, the first the, the first thing is is that uh has anybody done more for the pitchfork on the ice than johnny walker as far as getting that pitchfork out in places where people thought they'd never see it that's part one of my question and, and second of all is uh we all know his hands. I mean, you've seen me do my video uh, almost every game at home last year and the year before when he does his little warm-up stint before uh, before they head to the locker room before the opening face-off. So I know how good those hands are. But uh, the, the second part of the question, Avery, is the other night he scored and they gave him credit for his 100th career point. And Johnny said, no, I didn't touch it on that pass, uh, on that assist. I shouldn't get that assist. And those good hands also are part of a very, very good character player. And there's no doubt that he's a golfer as well because uh, that's self-reporting. So first first and first, tell, first of all, I should say, tell me about the first part of the question, if you can still remember that far back. <laughs> sure. So I, I think if I remember correctly, it's who's done more uh, for, the, for the pitchfork either on the ice. And Correct. so I think, I think Johnny's certainly at the top of that, that list. I think you could make an argument that Joey Decord did contribute a lot to the meaningfulness of the program on a national level because he was the first player to be drafted and play in an NHL game, which is obviously a, a fantastic accomplishment for him and for the program moving forward. I think Brinson Pashnik also provides a aspect to the program that brings it to another level, being someone who was heavily recruited by the National Hockey League as a free agent over the summer. Um, and it is, it is in train, if I'm not mistaken, in training camp with San Jose right now. So it's fantastic for him, and I certainly think Johnny is on that list as well. I, th if, I think he is the team's lead, the program's leading scorer with 103 points in 106 games, because I remember Sun Devil Hockey tweeted that out earlier uh, this afternoon or this evening. So I think all three of those players really have contributed to the culmination of the program to where it is today. I don't know if 
I mean, I'm, I'm sort of giving you a Coach Powers answer, but I think it's true. I don't know if it's all due to one player. I certainly think it's it's the teams that they've put together over the past several years. But I do think on a fundamental level that Johnny has contributed a significant amount to the program with respect to it gaining attention on either a state, a local state or a national level. And then, uh, oh, sorry, I forgot about the second part of the question. Yeah, the second part of the question <laughs> with, um, oh, I actually did forget it. So would you mind repeating yeah, that? Just the respect on, on himself reporting himself. Uh, a lot of players just would have said, yeah, I touched it, whatever. But he, he made a point to say, no, I did not touch it. I did not get that assist. I did not get point number one under in my career the other night. And, and I sent a message to Mitch Terrell when he sent that out. And I told him, I said, uh, there's no doubt that Johnny's going to have a big night tomorrow night because when you self-report yourself, generally good things happen. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, it's a good move. It's a, a selfless thing to do, and I think that that's sort of the uh, the kind of person that he is. I'm sure I haven't spoken to him that much, but whenever I do talk to him, he's always been very polite and sort of has that uh, vibe, I guess you could say. So I, I, I'm not surprised by that. I think it's a, obviously a, a respectful and nice move. I think Jacob Semek was actually given the assist on that, so I think Jacob was credited with the with the uh, the second assist or the first assist. That, that assist, that was the second assist of the game, I think. But um, it, it was cool. I think maybe, or also maybe Johnny just wanted that 100th point to be a goal. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> he certainly, he came out tonight and proved it. I mean, I looking, I, again, to go back to looking at the numbers thing, he's the first player to put up four points in a game for ASU this season. You know, there's only been a handful of the guys who have done it three times, who have ever put up three points in one game. Johnny's the first person to break that and become four, and he's only played in uh, a handful of games this year. So it's it's impressive, but he's he's certainly one of the the top college hockey players in the country, I'd say. Well, here's the question that I would have, and and you know, and the the fact is, uh, we did not know that it wasn't a hundred points last night uh, at the time after the game, and Johnny was like, hey, "We didn't win, so who cares?" Uh, much different tonight. Um, as you've looked at the numbers and, and really broke them down over a season and a half, uh, has there been any sort of num- any numbers in particular that has made you go, hmm, I didn't realize that. What that I, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, where did that come from? Or, or let me dig a little deeper into that. So that's actually an interesting question. I guess the main thing that really spurred my interest in that is looking at the forecasting. So actually trying to somewhat project where a given statistic will end after a certain number of games. So for me, when I was able to find, oh, uh, Matthew Copperett has scored X amount of goals this year, based off of the linear projection he's supposed to follow, he could end up with X number of goals. I think when you realize what could uh, be on the stat sheet at the end of a season, that really made me realize that there's some relevance to it's not, I'm not just putting numbers on a spreadsheet and tweeting them out. There's actual some relevance to those numbers because they're telling, again, they're telling a story or they're showing they're communicating value. So to me, that was really the main point to wanting to actually dig deeper into some of those things. I guess the obvious ones uh, just to, to throw them out there are goals, assists and points, just because that's what everyone, every player on every team is trying to score. Is, is obviously they're right. trying to put up good numbers offensively. So that's that that was, for me, an easy one to look at. Um, I guess the most interesting one is actually plus-minus. I, I used to not be too hot on it. I used to think it was a useless statistic. But at the same time, there's some times where you might look at the way a defense pair is playing 
and see that they were on the ice for every single goal that the team gave up, for example, uh, and realize that maybe there's they just either had an off night or the chemistry isn't there, or uh, on the contrary, there's a team in which a defense pair or a forward group scored all the goals and, and showed a lot of offensive success. So I think that those were sort of the interesting ones to follow. But at the same time, you have to take that statistic with a grain of salt because one player isn't responsible for everything that happens on the ice. It's a, it's a cumulative effort by everyone on the ice, including the goaltender. So although I, I do like the, the plus minus in taking a look at that, you, you do have to take that with sort of a mild skepticism because it doesn't really, that doesn't really tell the whole story. But I, I think statistics in general are fun, and I, I've enjoyed uh, you know doing my best to cover the team in sort of an analytical uh, behavior this year. Okay, so I want to ask you about this one when we're talking numbers. Uh, it's a lot's been made of already this year about the fact that Sun Devils are not taking very many penalties, and I'm guessing that when you looked at uh, forecasting and projections, you thought that those numbers might be a little higher than what you're seeing right now. Absolutely. So I think I, the main the main projections that I did, I put a couple out a week or so ago. The main ones that about those projections were all offensively based. I actually haven't done any forecasting on the penalties because it's sort of hard to determine that because it's such an unusual thing that's given out. Because generally goals and, and assists and points are it's a progression for a player. Uh, you know, there might be one night where a player takes three or four penalties or two or three penalties because they're just not having a good night or something. So. Uh, it's, it's actually interesting, though, because ASU, you're right, is not taking that many penalties. They started out pretty low, and it's starting to increase ever so slightly, uh, which is it's not great, obviously, but it, they're working on it, which is good. So, like, there, there was a, they had two penalty minutes tonight. They had ten last night, so obviously not. I think, I think I'm doing mental math, but that was the second worst night of the season because they had 11 uh, to start a series, a couple series ago against Minnesota. So it's, it's interesting, though, because penalty minutes obviously really dictate a game, whether that means you're going on the power play or on the on the kill. So it's, it's a, that's a good example of a really interesting statistic, excuse me, to take a look at and analyze. Okay, so just to let the listeners know, what stats do you keep track of on that chart if they haven't had a chance to see it? Absolutely. So Besides the, so the main assists and points. Absolutely. So the main one, so goals, assists at points, and then also penalty minutes and plus minus. And then for the goaltenders, I haven't really put those out yet because I think it's sort of an unfair representation given that there's only one goalie on the ice at a time, of course, uh, is, is goals allowed, save, save, save percentage, and then goals against average. So those, those are the main ones that you would see should you happen to find yourself on my Twitter uh, if you are, that's concerning because you should be doing something else more important. <laughs> but yeah, listen, I know the feeling, so don't 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 worry about that. There you go. But uh, and and also, I, I guess for the for the weekly stat graphics that sort of encapsulate the preview of the of the series, you'd find uh, games played, of course, points per game, you know, and then basic team information, whether that be goals for, goals against, the the, the special teams numbers. And, and everything of the, of the sort. So it's really, I'm just doing a, as good as a job as I can to sort of portray the matchup between the two teams and then also sort of show the, uh, the progression of the team on an individual level uh, throughout, this, throughout the season. Avery, when we started this season, uh, and I say that with air quotes because we never really knew when it was going to start, but Paul and I looked at the roster and we said, well, we had Coach Powers on and he, he verified it. He said he thinks this is the deepest team he's had. He even went as far as to say his number five line, if you will, 
could be a second line on a lot of teams in NCAA hockey. So f- that being as a known, I guess, at the beginning, how do you think that's played out so far this year from what you've seen on the ice? I think he's, he's right. I think I, so I, I actually did an article about this a couple uh, about a week or and a half ago, right before the, the second half of the season started, so all the games in 2021, right before they began. I talked about this very thing and, and those projections and how offensively this team is very, very deep and is following, so, so not to bore you guys to death with actual specific numbers, but in terms of goals scored, ASU is, is nearly identical to where they were at this point through last season. So through 12 games, ASU scored 36 goals this season through 12 games. Through last season, they were at 37. Uh, ASU this season didn't start as well. They, they took a couple games to get going. So because they're having such recent success in terms of scoring, those projections are supposed to finish a little higher than they did last season. So assuming this is all relative, of course, and, and speculative, but assuming that ASU follows a linear trend, they'll end with somewhere in the range of 93 goals after 28 games. Uh, through 28 games last year, ASU finished with 89 and was projected to have finished with 91. So proofs to show that they did follow a very linear trend last season, and it looks as if they are going to do so this season. So in terms of offense, uh, to, to sort of retouch on what you said, Scott, they are very gifted and they are very talented, and they're deep as well. Uh, at the other end of the, the defense, uh, as I'm sure you, I don't maybe you've discussed previously on the show before or just talked amongst yourselves, isn't exactly up to par from where it was last year or to where I'm sure Coach Powers wishes it were. Um, I, this is going to be sort of hard to explain, but I guess I'll sort of go through it. So through those 12 games after the hol- uh, in, in the holiday break, ASU had given up this season 42 goals through 12 games. Uh, through 12 games last season, they only gave up 29. And so if they, again, followed the linear trend, ASU will allow – nearly just as many goals as they did last season, despite only playing eight fewer games, which, you know, is probably due to a number of factors, whether that be the strength of schedule, as I'm sure has a lot to do with it. Um, I wonder if the fact that they're not playing any home games has something to do with it. I'm sure that you can make an argument that the fact that they're not either sleeping in their own apartments or sleeping in their own beds or driving in their own cars to the rink could affect that. Or if the fact that, again, they're just playing a tougher schedule this year. So Coach Powers knows that they, they were going to allow more goals because they're playing a lot tougher teams because the Big Ten is obviously a very reputable and strong conference, of course. But uh, I think it's interesting. There's uh, overall a very impressive and talented team. I just think that they've sort of gotten some unlucky breaks on certain games that maybe make their record look than it actually, worse than it actually realistically is. See, I... I, I, I... I would add to that, uh, as you said, uh, they have not gotten some of the – tonight was the first time I think they got a bounce or two to go their way uh, for the mo- for the most part throughout the whole season. Uh, the late departure of Josh Maniscalco uh, to the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, probably has not helped. And, um, you know, so you're seeing those things. And on the, on the other side um, – this is the best that the ASU power play has looked, as far as I can remember, in, 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 in five years. The last six games or so, the last four, four to six games, um, the power play has really stepped it up. Uh, they made some tweaks. 
And so I'm sure that that's affecting the numbers too. Um, because, uh, and, and now, especially that they have, uh, Johnny Walker back from injury, which also is going to affect the numbers. And, you know, Matthew Copper probably wishes they could play Notre Dame every night. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the power play is interesting because it didn't start out the way in which you described. So through six games, ASU's power play was 4.8%, which uh, I, I don't think you need to necessarily be a mathematician or a business student to know that for a realistic power play, whether that be in college or in the National Hockey League, 4.8% is not very high and it's not that good. Um, I know that in hockey, power play opportunities sort of spur offensive momentum, which is obviously important. But in, in terms of just pure power play success, ASU was not doing too well this in the beginning of the season. Obviously, as you said earlier, they have since recuperated from that. And so that sort of shows, again, that they're trending in, a, in, a, in an upward direction in terms of their transition on special teams, which is obviously a huge part of the game, given how many penalties there are in college hockey in a, in a, in a given game. So that is a certain, that's certainly a massive, uh, not an understatement, but it's certainly an, an important thing to reference when you realize, uh, you know, how ASU tries to put together a full 60 minutes. Okay, so so Avery, I got another numbers question for you. Paul, cover your ears because uh, Avery, as you know, I always pick out a, a magic number, a number that I think of number of wins that it's going to take to get into the NCAA don't humor tournament. Him, Avery, don't humor him. <laughs> oh, he will. Him. He will. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I said 20 this year, knowing that they were playing all on the road against Big Ten schools and the competition. Um, after talking to Coach Powers and talking to Coach Saratori at Air Force and uh, Pat McAlevey up at Minnesota, I had a chance to uh, maybe just adjust those a little bit. And Coach Powers really believes that uh, the way things have played out this pandemic season, if you will, that if they get to 500 or a game over 500, they're going to be a, a team that probably will get into the tournament. Uh, Coach Saratori said his goal is getting to the 13-game minimum because you can't get in, the NCAA says, if you don't play at least 13 games. So that being said, 5-9-2 uh, and two right now, uh, how do you think they're going to finish, and what do you think they have to do to get that tournament bid? All right, so I'm not I'm not going to sabotage myself and pick a number. So so I'm going to sort of have to deflect. Thank God, don't you from, him. From the, don't <laughs> from the magic number just simply because I know I'll be wrong. I mean, I have legitimately zero clue how the rest of the season will pan out. You know, ASU could go into Minnesota in two weeks and and sweep. You know, at, at the same time they could go in and get swept and lose bad. So I think it's a little too unpredictable to sort of quantify how they will end and say I think they will have this many wins because I genuinely have no clue. Because it's, as you said, such an unpredictable season with so many teams either not playing or so many teams having to reach that benchmark. I have no idea how they could turn out by the end of this. They could, God forbid, have a COVID outbreak and not be able to play for three weeks or a month. And that would kill a significant number of their games on their schedule and thus prevent them from making the tournament. I, I don't. Coach Powers obviously knows a lot more than myself on what it takes to make the tournament because he's actually done it. And it's my job to just report on him doing it. I don't know uh, what the history of the hockey, of college hockey's teams are that make 500 or just above 500 and get into the tournament. Given that there's some teams that aren't playing because of COVID and, and they're a little more lenient on some of those other teams, I, I'm sure it's possible. But 
at the current rate, I don't think ASU would make it simply just because they don't have the number of wins. And, and to a committee that selects the tournament, you're going to look at ASU's record, which is right now five, nine, and two, and say they've lost uh, nine games and, and tied twice. We can't let them in the tournament. But at the same time, as we said earlier, so many of those games are decided by one goal, by two goals, by an overtime period that just didn't see a lot of offensive success by either team. I think that ASU is certainly as good a team as they were last year. I just think the record doesn't show it because they're obviously playing a lot more difficult teams. So I don't know how many games we'll have to win. Uh, surely the answer is as much as possible because they have, that's their goal. But I, I genuinely don't know the answer as to how many games they would have to win to make the tournament. But I, my guess is it would be more than what they're putting up now if, if I had to That's That's Avery's diplomatic way of saying, Scott, stop with the magic number stuff <laughs> and just let each game play out as it does. It's because he's a math guy, and and Paul, we don't know what you are, and and I'm a I'm a predictor. Yeah, I'm a I am, I, I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm a guy that says I gotta go for it. So, um, just quickly before we let you go, Avery, uh, talk a little bit about how things are going at Arizona State. This is a strange year, uh, on and off the ice. How are things going for you, and how have you adapted to uh, college life with COVID? Uh, it's not bad. I mean, I, I so I just actually came back from. I was obviously in uh, in Dallas and Texas over the past month and a half or so with some family and, and and my parents and my sister and enjoying life and just trying to take it easy after the the fall semester. And so, it's no secret, of course, that um, you know the college college life and and the academic life has sort of been dampened in a in a pretty significant way due to coronavirus, which is obviously unfortunate because I'm not going to be here forever, uh, of course. So it. You know, on Facebook, like I did. Uh, I'm good, but <laughs> I'm good. I'm trying to graduate and get out. But uh, I, I think <laughs> on face on face value, you would look at it and say it sucks. But when you understand, you know, we're st I'm still at school. I'm I'm living in an apartment with three of my best friends. You know, we do our best to make sure that we are being safe, COVID wise, but still doing as much as we can. On a, on a personal level to enjoy the semester academically, socially with our, our friends and, and, and obviously uh, within reason. So I think it does stink that it is not a quote unquote normal semester, but it, I, I try not to think of it like abnormal because if I think of it as abnormal, then I'm sort of ruining that experience for myself as to realizing what the next years, a couple of years will, will look like. So I'm just trying to enjoy it every day at a time. And, Put myself in this and make the decisions in my life to put myself in the best position possible so that when I graduate, I can begin my life and, and know that I made the right decisions here with the time that I had. Yeah, very well put. I, I guess I can't let you go without asking you about the big announcement of the arena coming in because um, we've all waited for that. I think everybody that's a Sun Devil hockey fan realizes how much that's going to be uh, a major factor for the improvement and the growth of the program. But uh, what were your thoughts when you finally heard and saw the plans that it's official now? It, it, it's a fantastic moment for the university, for the for college hockey, for ASU, all, all of the above, really. I, I remember when the Arizona Board of Regents announced that they were going to vote on it, and I thought that was an immediate approval. That was not, so they obviously they had the, the Board of Regents had to vote to approve the financial plan, which they did, uh, which is great for the, the hockey program, the gymnastics program, the wrestling program, all of the programs in a, at ASU that are going to actually get to enjoy this facility, as well as the fans, the, the community, the university, everyone who's a fan and, and can enjoy being in a nice, fantastic complex that 
the university is, is sinking a lot of money into. So it's, it's a fa fantastic moment for the program. And again, just proves, again, proves the point that, that ASU is, is here to stay in college hockey and is looking to make those uh, developments to stay here for a long, long time. So it's fantastic that they're going to be able to do it. I think if I'm not wrong, it's supposed to be done in August of 2022, which, so I'm, I'm on track to graduate at the end of that semester. So I'm still on track to graduate in December of 2022. So I'll get, the uh, the stadium, hopefully, assuming that the construction stuff goes and finishes on track for for about a couple months, and then I'll, I'll probably graduate, uh, hopefully. But um, so I'll, hopefully, I'll be able to enjoy it just once. I think it's going to look really nice. Hopefully, from all the pictures that have been circulating circulating on the internet or on social media of what it's going to look like, I hopefully it's going to turn out great, and it'll be fantastic for the uh, for the university to be able to marvel at a uh, state of the art hockey facility. Have you had a chance to sneak over there and kind of peek through the fence that's surrounding the area and see if they've done anything? So I, I actually have not. I got back on uh, Friday night or Friday afternoon, so I got back Friday evening uh, and have sort of just been sort of trying to take it easy, especially with the fact that I was traveling and around people at the airport and everything, trying to right. just ensure that I don't have COVID and everything. and. Right. Start the semester well tomorrow, but I'm I'm sure one of these days I'll, I'll hypothetically swing by and see uh, see quote unquote nudge, wink wink nudge nudge if uh, there's anything going on. So we'll see, we'll see. Hopefully, you guys start tomorrow. Wow, that's that's we early, do. right? I think so. I mean, we we got out and the week after Thanksgiving finals week was the week after Thanksgiving. So as soon as the week after Thanksgiving was done, we were on break, and so I guess they, I don't think they pushed it up, but if they did, then. It's fine with me. We're done uh, on March on May first, so I can't complain. Oh yeah, I, listen. I've just I I, <laughs> I was just you would think, considering I'm friends with one of the advisors in the engineering school, that I would know this stuff. But uh, it uh, goes in one ear out the other, Avery. That's the if way it, it goes in at all. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hey, Avery Klatsky, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for all the hard work you put in. I mean, it is. Uh, Really fun to look at your numbers, and I appreciate that you get them up so quickly because, uh, as Paul will tell you, I am very impatient, and uh, I love seeing this stuff right away. So thanks for joining us. Be safe. Continue the hard work, and we'll have you on again before the season's over with, I promise. Awesome. Thank you guys again. I really just wanted to take the take a quick second to thank you guys very much for taking the time and then obviously inviting me to come talk. It means a lot, and I appreciate all the kind words on a level that you guys can't even comprehend. So thank you very much again. And uh, stay safe. Have a great uh, rest of your night. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. So thank you. You too, Avery. Thank you. All right, folks. He doesn't get any classier than that. The uh, hockey beat reporter from the Arizona State Press, Avery Klatsky, joining us. Paul and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back and uh, talk a little more college hockey in the Southwest in just about three minutes. We've all been there. We know what kind of gift to get someone, but sometimes it can be too hard to make sure that the gift is the right size or style. So we shrug our shoulders and try to think of something else. Well, if that person is the hockey player in your life, the answer is easy. A gift certificate or a gift card to Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Whether you go to any of our Three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com, our gift cards are the perfect solution. Sports equipment, especially hockey equipment, has to feel right to the user, and the Behind the Mask gift card allows you to show the player how much you care and lets them pick out what's right for them, 
whether we're talking about sticks, gloves, skates, or more. Pick one up today at any of our Behind the Mask locations in Gilbert, Peoria, or Scottsdale, or at BehindTheMask.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. If you live in the Valley, you know that there are no shortage of options when it comes to eating Mexican food. But if you want authentic taste combined with a fair price and relaxed atmosphere, then head to Burrito Express. From the breakfast burritos, which are served all day, to the combination plates for lunch, Burrito Express delivers that homemade taste you would expect from your own kitchen. Try all of our authentic Mexican recipes at any of our six East Valley locations, from Scottsdale to Gilbert and all points in between. ASU alumni owned and operated since 1995. Go to burritoexpress.com and check out our menu or find a location to order for fast pickup or delivery. All right, we're back. And speaking of Burrito Express, uh, Angel Moren, the one of the owners, uh, just put out on Twitter just before we went on the air, Free burritos tomorrow at the Scottsdale location from 8 a.m. to 11. Just follow them. Tell them you saw it on uh, Twitter. Tell them that uh, Ice Time Hockey sent you. Uh, do whatever you have to do, and they'll give you a free burrito. So uh, that's where I'm going tomorrow, Paul. Uh, yeah, you're just going to keep rubbing that in, right? <laughs> as long as I can. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, okay. May, well, listen, maybe when you drive up next week, you, you know, if, if, if you actually, you know, when you, when, when you, you can bring me a couple and I can oh, snack that, on them. That'll happen because they are great warmed up as well. So we will do that. We'll put them in the cooler for you. We'll bring them up and uh, you'll get some great burritos. Okay. <laughs> so, so I want to throw this out at you. Uh, okay. Have you ever had the privilege of talking to such a class act sophomore as Avery Klatsky? Uh, I knew uh, the moment that I met him the first time over a year ago now uh, when he was a freshman that he was something special. He, he's a business major, Paul. He's not a he's not a, a reporter. He just loves hockey, and he loves doing that. So, well, um, now, now calm down. Now hold on there. You just contradicted yourself. What did I say? You said he's not a reporter. Yes, he is. Just because he's a business major doesn't mean he's not a reporter. No, exactly. But he he says that himself. Is that hey, I, I want to be around the team. I love hockey, and I, and I'm a business major. I'm not in the the Cronkite school, so I okay, well, we'll, I we'll get it. Give so, him those. Yeah. we'll forgive him that. But that's yeah. not the point. No, exactly. I I get it. Yeah, he's a reporter. He's the guy that does the work. Uh, but like I said, it's uh, it, it's kind of cool that he's able to put those stats together because. Uh, He's learning something, and he's doing something really good to help everybody around the program, and I know everybody appreciates it. But 
Uh, five, nine, and two for the Sun Devils right now. Right. Um, okay. Quick breakdown on that. Where where do they stand before we jump into Denver, Colorado College talk? All right. Well, they they won the game today, and the coach said after the game, this was uh, he they felt a must win. Um, if you get a chance, check out the video that was posted uh, on the post game celebration in, in the locker room. Uh, celebrating Justin Robinson's Ooh, I saw first I collegiate saw start and uh, his first collegiate win. Um, you know, as as the coach said after the game, you know, this is the fourth game in a row they won the special teams battle, and it's the first time they won in those four games. You know, and 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 I I don't I don't know if you can get make find that kind of stat, but. You know, maybe Avery can work on that because God knows I won't be able to figure it out. <laughs> well, one thing I do know stat-wise, the Arizona State Sun Devils at 5-9-2 and two, uh, playing all their games against Big Ten competition is the best record in the four teams that we cover in the Southwest because Denver at 4-7-1 and one, and Colorado College playing tonight at 3-5-2. and two. Um, And Air Force, of course, still winless. Uh, but... Uh, I don't know. I knew they were going to be a good team. I was worried about that playing on the road stuff. I thought they've handled it really, really well. Uh, all you have to do is look at the one-goal games, Paul, and the overtime games to realize that, as you tell me every time we talk, that that uh, that number could be reversed. It could be 9-5-2. and two. Oh, absolutely. There's, there's absolutely. But, I mean, it's not. But that's not even the point. Um, they, without question, could be. When you've played as many one-goal games as they've played, you know that 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 those can always be reversed. And like I said, they they got a, a bounce today that that they haven't gotten all year. Yeah, you know they got a couple of bounces today that they that they have not gotten. I'm sure uh, coach would say it's about time. Well, I'm sure he would. You know, um, and. You know, I don't, and and you might agree or disagree. I don't think that the power play has ever looked better. I totally agree. I think it's the best power play unit we've seen, and I think it's got a lot to do with the uh, the prowess of uh, Matthew Copperett. I think it would be even better had Johnny been healthy and been able to participate because when you've got two snipers like that on the power play, you can't you pick your poison really. Yeah. You know, yeah. who's going to beat you? And uh, if you got guys going hard to the net and you got a couple of point men that can handle the puck, uh, that's all you need. But um, so Minnesota finally lost. They're 11-1-0. Uh, when you look at the Big Ten and the record-wise, if, uh, if Arizona State was able to count their record as a Big Ten team, they would be, what, fourth by my count? I'd have to look because yeah, they're just, they would be just to, one game behind be Wisconsin and Michigan. They'd be in the middle somewhere. Yeah, they'd be they'd be fourth right now, and uh, uh, only one game behind second place actually. So I uh, have to sit there and throw in and sit there and like, okay, this would this would not be a win. This would be a lot. I, I can't do that. That's <laughs> uh, no okay. Uh, so so let me tell you two things that jumped out at me. A number one, Matthew Copperud. Uh, just is killing it. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers right now for the national goal scoring lead. He's got 10. Everybody else is tied with eight. Um, I, I knew he was going to be a good player. I did not see that coming. I will be the first to admit I did not see him 
putting up those kind of numbers in the Big Ten. And the second thing you've already touched on is the video uh, with Coach Powers and Justin Robbins. And we've all been waiting and wondering. And, of course, Justin went through that unfortunate accident uh, on the bench um, a year ago. And we were all wondering, when is this kid going to get a chance to play? Because he has the talent. He showed it again tonight. He's got the talent. He's a completely different goaltender than the other two in Cole Brady and Evan DeBrower. But he can play the position from his size, his quickness, his ability to cover the net up and down, and his rebound control I thought was probably the best of any uh, ASU goaltender I've seen so far this year. Yeah, I don't don't think there's any question that that that, that was the case. Um, His his rebound control was definitely better and – you could see he definitely had his focus and concentration because he was pretty much square to the shooter all night. Yeah, and that that makes life a lot easier. Yeah. Okay, so Arizona State five nine and two. They split with Notre Dame. Um, as we look down the road for them, they are going to uh, head off back to Wisconsin uh, for the fifteenth and sixteenth. They will play. Uh, games against the Wisconsin Badgers, who are the only team, by the way, to knock off the University of Minnesota at this point. And then right. they'll go right back to that uh, University of Minnesota site. I expect, Paul, uh, I, I expect there to be uh, a little bit different scoring going on against these two teams than happened the last time they played. I mean, uh, ASU played Wisconsin really well, but and they played Minnesota well, but I think I, I, here's my prediction again. I think they go uh, three and one in this next four game stretch. Um, okay, I, <laughs> you know how I feel about predictions, so I, I don't even want to get into this because I love it. You just say okay. <laughs> I don't even want I because you know and, how I feel about predictions. And, and need I need I remind you that we will be seeing uh, the fifteenth and the sixteenth those games from Wisconsin. We will be parked in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, the D Hotel. Or and or the circa, so we will uh, we will be sure we keep up to date on what's going on with Arizona State and Wisconsin there. Okay, let's jump over to the NCHC. Well, we got... Okay, I was going to say those same that same two that that those same two nights is uh, hopefully North Dakota at Denver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and... And hopefully we we'll still have our Denver guests. If not, uh, we'll have to look for somebody else because we were supposed to have a Denver guest on Tuesday. But uh, with all the stuff happening, uh, who knows? Yeah. But okay, um, so so give us a rundown. Denver, Colorado College. We're supposed to play games three and four of the Gold Pan right. Series uh, this weekend. What happened? What's happening tonight? Who's playing who? Well, uh, you know, Denver had to deal with some COVID issues, so those games did were pushed back to the end of the season. Um, actually, I don't, even, and I don't even know if they've been rescheduled yet. Not a hundred percent sure. Uh, I'd have to look, uh, Colorado college is playing North Dakota tonight. Um, North Dakota has kind of, uh, pulled ahead. I don't want to say kind of pulled ahead cause they've been ahead the whole time. Cause they were winning three, nothing a couple of minutes ago. Um, it's been a tough game for Colorado college. Uh, they had a, a fluky goal, a, an unlucky bounce for the third goal uh, that was reviewed, uh, probably for a high stick. I didn't have the volume up while we were talking to Avery. Um, North Dakota took a one nothing lead, and then Josiah Slavin had a shorthanded breakaway and hit the post. So, uh, you know, if that goes in, who knows? Uh, 
you know, Colorado College was actually out shooting North Dakota at the end of the first period. So, you know, they weren't playing bad. They just weren't getting the puck in the net. Uh, well, and, and one thing, I'll tell you what, that North Dakota team, uh, their first goal of the night came from Tyler Clevin, who just fresh right. off of the uh, the World Juniors with his gold medal, I'm sure, safely tucked away somewhere. I'm sure it is, you know. Um, so, it, it, you know, Colorado College has had their chances. They just haven't been able to convert on them. Um, you know, what do you you know, and you can't miss any opportunities when you have them against the a North Dakota team that's this good. Yeah, that's a fact. And the way it looks, Paul, is they'll play Colorado College and North Dakota will play again tomorrow night. Right. And then I'm guessing North Dakota stays in Colorado and uh, faces off against Denver, assuming everything is good on the COVID front. On the 15th and 16th, they won't have to travel back to uh, to North Dakota again. They get their four games. Well, in... they, that would be silly. Yeah. Well, they get those four games in right then and there. So let's hope everything goes well for Denver. Uh, they, I mean, this is so unpredictable, Paul. I'll tell you right here in uh, in Arizona, this is the third straight day of 11,000 plus cases. To give you a little perspective, the most cases we had in a day during what people were the most worried about up till July 4th was a little over 4,000. So to have 11,000 per day the last three days, uh, it hasn't gotten any better, my friend. <laughs> no. Um, it's really not getting better anywhere. So, um, you know, just day by day like everything else, right? Absolutely. Uh, Okay, so so let's recap what's going on uh, coming up because uh, next Friday, uh, our friends and uh, my co-host on Wednesday night, Stephen Marsh, is going to be waiting for you at uh, McCarran Airport in Las Vegas to whisk you away over to the uh, the D Hotel and and get our week planned out and set up for the quad pod of hockey. Uh, one more time, folks, we're going to be on Instagram Live, Instagram TV, whatever you want to call it. On a Saturday night, Sunday night, Paul and I will join you from the beautiful Bar Canada uh, and be uh, doing our College Hockey Southwest live show from there. Uh, Monday night, Professional Hockey Southwest Weekly will be also from Bar Canada. Paul and I will be back again on Tuesday night to do College Hockey Southwest Weekly. And then, of course, on Wednesday, we will do uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly, uh, Stephen Marsh and myself, all from Bar Canada and the beautiful D Hotel, D Las Vegas, uh, as they are so gracious to be our partner on Monday night and uh, be so opening and welcome to having us come on board. We're thrilled uh, to be there. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got some giveaway stuff, so if you're there, stop by and say hello. If you're not, listen in. We are approaching very quickly a very special number. I think it might happen tonight, if not tonight, tomorrow night, and I will post it on social media. That's all I'm going to say about that. Paul, you got any closing remarks for us? Um, yeah, I mean, there, you know, when you and Zach do Monday night show, you know, a week from from tomorrow, there'll be actual NHL games to talk about, right? Yeah, exactly. going on. Exactly. Uh, I'm hoping to be at the uh, Arizona Coyotes and San Jose Sharks game on Thursday night when they open the doors uh, here, and hoping that uh, I'm going to see one Brinson Pashnik in the lineup. Uh, let's let's hope I you know it'll I can't imagine he won't be with the team be it you know on the active roster or the taxi squad things that they're gonna have so 
Um, you know, it'll be it'll be wall to wall hockey next week between uh, college and the NHL, and I'm looking forward to that. So uh, it's all over the place, and um, you know, it's, it it'll just it'll it'll be a fun time. I'm looking forward to to getting out of the numbers that start with three. Oh yeah, let me tell you about that. Let me tell you about that. Friday in Vegas, they are predicting their first 70 degree temperature of not only the year, but in many, many years, if not ever in Las Vegas, that they will be in the 70s. And I got a feeling it's going to stay that way for a few days because they're predicting mid to upper 70s here. So uh, you're welcome. I ordered up some good stuff for you. See, now you are talking. (laughs) Now you're talking. See, now you're talking about my language. You know, you you want to sit there and you want to talk to me about food and all that. No. 70s? Yes. Well, I'm also going to talk to you about some food because we're going to stop over and see our friends, uh, uh, Jesse, uh, Mike at Jesse Ray's, uh, and uh, give me a chance to take a look at uh, some of his food and and eat some of his food because he's got some great stuff. He just came out with a uh, rib sandwich, which is fantastic, I'm told. And, uh, of course, the pulled pork, the brisket, everything that goes along with it, the uh, the fortress. Uh, Jesse Ray's is the place to be. Also, I'll, I'll talk to Angel Marin and get a couple uh, burritos along with. Uh, I'll get you a breakfast burrito and whatever other burrito you want, just so you can get a, a little sampling of our friends Thanks. at Burrito Express. All right, take it away, my friend. All right, College Hockey, Southwest Live, Behind the Mask, presenting that on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network, and it's been brought to you by Bell Ford, presenting partner of the Sunday special. Visit BellFord.com and explore the 2021 return of the legendary Ford Bronco. Roger Klein's Canseone Tequila, 100% blue agave used to make our unique tastes, Go to MexicanMoonshine.com to order any of our three award-winning flavors. Behind the mask, ice, in line, in the net, up the ice. Whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Buy Verizon Wireless, the 5G coverage America's been waiting for. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. It's all about the butt. By the NCHC. Subscribe to nchc.tv and catch all of the action from the Conference of College Hockey Champions. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, sports, craft beers, and made-to-order burgers. 12 Valley locations, two in California. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, fabulous Las Vegas atmosphere. Caesars Entertainment Resort and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe. Pre-game, post-game, during the game, the place to be to be with ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Live, presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts, are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes store the Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. Behind the Masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts 
are part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, as always, my friend. I will uh, close on a couple of things. Our friends at uh, Maryville University are playing their first hockey game of the year tonight, so congratulations to Coach Hogan uh, for getting his team underway against Lindenwood. I, I think they're getting thumped, but uh, everybody gets thumped by Lindenwood, so no, no hard feelings in the first game, John. Just keep it going and, and stay safe. Uh, also, as Paul mentioned, uh, NHL hockey starts up uh, this week. Uh, we're going to see games uh, 13th, 14th, 15th, you name it, all the way through. Uh, the Sunday special is out, Paul. I don't know if you knew about that yet, but the Sunday special, a three-part series, uh, NHL hockey is back. Arizona Coyotes feature is up right now at Ice Time uh, SW on the YouTube channel and also on the website. You'll be able to uh, take a look at that. And uh, finally, I'm going to let you go on this, and I, I purposely saved this till last because our friend Scotty Graham just jumped ship. How are you doing with that? I will not comment. <laughs> I, I asked Scotty today, I said, hey, now that you're settling in down there, you're going to work with that, uh, that U of A hockey team and, and try to move them up to the D1 level. So who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe Scotty's going to have a little influence down there, and you'll get your opportunity to see a rivalry game. Well, listen, we love Scotty. Um, <laughs> we will block hey, out the fact that uh, he's working now where he is. But congratulations um, to him, man. He wants to yes. be a coach so bad, and to become a running backs coach anywhere uh, is just fantastic. So, Scotty, we love you. If you're listening, uh, congratulations on the gig. I know Paul will forgive you one day, but it, it may take one a day. while. One day. <laughs> All right. And big thank you to Avery Klasky from uh, – Arizona State, State Press Sports, the uh, beat reporter for Arizona State Hockey. Uh, love the stuff that he does. Love the class act that he is. And we'll say goodnight with a little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>